Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. This is Doreen Kennelly, and I'm here with my husband, Jack. We're hosting the next two hours of Real Presence Live. We want to welcome you on this beautiful Friday morning. We are broadcasting from the radio station in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, we're looking out on a beautiful, sunny day in Fargo, and we hope that you're experiencing something very similar. We have a great show lined up for you this morning. We have four different um, sets of guests on, and we hope that you'll stay tuned and enjoy um, learning from these people of faith. Yes, and one of our guests is uh, Monsignor Gehring, and I just realized beforehand, because Dreen has had jokes before, and I said, we should have some bad jokes for Monsignor Gehring, but we didn't have time to look them up. So I'm asking anybody out there who has my cell phone number to, if you got any bad puns, I wish you would uh, send them to me, text them to me, uh, and uh, maybe we can have one for him, or at least one bad one for him uh, when he gets here, because uh, I want to get ahead of his game on this one. Kind of like what's brown and sticky? Yeah. A stick. Drum roll. <laughs> right. I get it. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, Doreen's a laugh riot when she's not on the air. <laughs> That's right. Before we welcome our first guests, um, we would like to begin with prayer. And tomorrow the church celebrates the memorial of St. Benedict, who is considered the father of Western monasticism. And um, if you know anything about St. Benedict, you could actually say he was instrumental in, in saving civilization at a time when oh, shortly after the Roman Empire had fallen and Europe was in disrepair. So we're going to pray a prayer um, that is actually attributed to St. Benedict this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Father, in your goodness, grant me the intellect to comprehend you, the perception to discern you, and the reason to appreciate you. In your kindness, endow me with the diligence to look for you, the wisdom to discover you, and the spirit to apprehend you. In your graciousness, bestow on me a heart to contemplate you, ears to hear you, eyes to see you, and a tongue to speak of you. In your mercy, to confer on me a conversation pleasing to you, the patience to wait for you, and the perseverance to long for you. Grant me a perfect end, your holy presence. I ask this in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, Rick and Cheryl Melby. <laughs> How are you this morning? Thank you, Doreen. Very good. Hi, Jack. Hi, Cheryl. 
Yes, doing very well. Thanks for inviting us on. Well, thank you for taking the time. I must have said to Jack five times yesterday, I can't believe they're going to be on. They have a wedding tomorrow. (laughs) Their son is getting married, and they're taking time to be on the radio. So thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, very exciting. This will help you occupy your time until tomorrow. (laughs) Right. It will. Yeah, because you had nothing else to do. (laughs) Right. And then you can tell us what it's like because we in, in a week from today we're going to be in the same position. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, very exciting for both our families. It oh. is, and I think our sons are very close in age too, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So Rick and Cheryl are with us this morning um, by way of the telephone, and they're here to tell us about their story of journeying into the Catholic Church. So, again, thank you both for being on, and um, why don't you just introduce yourselves, um, just, you know, who you are, where you grew up, a little bit about your family life. Go ahead, Cheryl. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yes, uh, I'm Cheryl Melby, and Rick Melby's wife. I grew up in Detroit Lakes. Um, Both Rick and I did, and actually we're high school sweethearts. We're married at a pretty young age. Um, I was raised baptized as a Lutheran, infant in the Lutheran Church, and was raised as a Lutheran and have a, a very loving family in Detroit Lakes. My parents, um, brother and sister, are in that area. Um, so, yeah, thankful to have a, a, a good family life growing up. All right. How yeah. about you, Rick? As Cheryl mentioned, I grew up in Detroit Lakes as well back in the 60s and 70s, and Fortunately for me, I went to both the church and the high school with Cheryl, and we became a good friend first, and then eventually we were married. Uh, we were fortunate, very blessed to have two children and three grandchildren who all live in the Fargo area, so actually in Fargo. And uh, to Cheryl's point, uh, we uh, we feel very blessed. We we couldn't be happier. We, we've got our son that's uh, just getting married this weekend, so... We are very excited. Oh, that is so wonderful. Um, You both mentioned that you were baptized Lutheran and you went to the same church growing up. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about each of your family experiences in that faith? Well, for me, um, I I was raised, we went to church on Sundays, Sunday school. Um, It was pretty much just attend church and very little um, getting involved in reading the Bible or questioning much about it. When I was about in the seventh grade, I began to visit, um, go for a week in the summer to the Rapid City, South Dakota area, and had a great aunt and uncle who lived there that were very devout in their faith that were um, wonderful examples to me of living out their faith in the day-to-day that was a big inspiration in my, more or less, my spiritual pilgrimage. Cheryl, what did that look like um, as you viewed that the living out their faith as as compared to like being a Sunday Christian? What what were were there any things that um, that you witnessed as a child that they, there must have been that inspired you? Yes, it was um, both of them in the morning reading their Bibles and talking. I mean, sharing stories about their past and how when they would you know, bring up a story about moving 
uh, from a little town of Isabel, South Dakota, to Rapid City. They said, well, we prayed about it, and, you know, things kind of came together, and we came to sense that this is what God wanted. The Holy Spirit was guiding us, and um, and it, I had never heard anyone sharing their faith that way, that, wow, you know, mm-hmm. God is guiding more than just the pastors, you know, mm-hmm. with, um, something that really caught my attention. It was so sincere, and they were just both such very loving people. So was it, um, Ken, what I'm hearing you say is it? it just seemed like it naturally flowed from them, the the way in which they began their day with prayer, you know, in Scripture, and then, you know, just recognizing their need to turn to God at different times? Yes, it was as if, I mean, the presence of Jesus and how they um, lived out their life, that they had that connection and that they were, um, you know, very in tune to Him. And, and in witnessing that, and you said that you hadn't really witnessed that before, can you, um, can you kind of describe what that did to your child's heart? Well, it, it really, it definitely softened my heart. It opened me up to, you know, some of the, some of the issues when I, when I was young, when I was six, I had a brother that passed away. And, and I, even though I knew he was with Jesus, I, you know, I had questions and it just helped me as you know, really sense that I was being kind of guided along with the questions that I was wrestling with and in my own, you know, young prayer life. Mm-hmm. So your family brought you into the faith through baptism and nurtured your faith through you know, Sunday school and Sunday, and Sunday worship, and then you had other people in your life that were actually kind of illustrations of how that faith permeated, could permeate life. Yes. Yes. Very nice. Thank you. I'm guessing Mm -hmm. when Rick said that you you grew up during the 60s and 70s in Detroit Lakes, that maybe you are post Luther League, because I remember when I was a kid, which was before the 70s. Yeah. It seemed like every 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 uh, Lutheran kid in the neighborhood had to go to Luther League during summer vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got it. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't, didn't remember that. I think we were. Bible school at that time. Okay. I remember my sister, though, my older sister. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Rick, what was your experience of faith growing up in your family? You were also baptized as an infant, I presume? Yeah, yeah. In the Lutheran Church, I I was born in Wadena and baptized there. Uh, My my experience is a little bit different than Cheryl's. We kind of take divergent paths in our childhood. Uh, I grew up in a home where we were, weren't really church regulars. We would go probably Christmas and Easter, and it'd be sprinkled in maybe Valentine's, Mother's Day, maybe a couple others throughout the year. That was pretty much us. So I, I didn't have, we, we attended Sunday school, but uh, we weren't real regular attenders in, in that realm either. But when I was uh, probably about 11 or 12 years old, my parents divorced, and it it wasn't really one of those ugly divorces for them. In fact, it seemed quite amiable. But for me, uh, I, I just truly treasured family at that point even. So uh, it was very ugly for me and destructive with a lot of residuals that lasted quite a, quite a very long time. So in, in other words, it really crushed my world. Um, now, at 12 years of age, I was determined really not to ever be hurt again. So never to let anybody get real close emotionally to me. Uh, to never trust anyone uh, to a real deep degree. And so I was real angry on the inside. Um, but yet, 
kept a nice facade on the outside. And at, at that point, I wasn't quite sure if God even existed. And if he did, he certainly didn't care about me. So that was kind of my paradigm heading into my later teen years, mid-teen uh, high school years. And that's where, fortunately for me, I met Cheryl, and she basically melted my heart over the years. And we've been married 37 years, and life really couldn't be better. So you kind of experienced a, wo- a woundedness from your parents, even though you described it as amiable divorce, and sort of built a wall around yourself to protect yourself from more hurt. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, it, for me, during I was the youngest child, I had an mm-hmm. older brother, but uh, and he was a few years older, and I don't think it affected him quite the way it did me. Um, I, I just treasured family at that point. They were my world, and so I, I had a very wounded heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you said that you, you and Cheryl became friends in high school and started dating. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, how your relationship played a part in nurturing your relationship with God? Right. Yeah, I think we, uh, Cheryl might have been 15, I was 16, I was uh, kind of a, a late bloomer to uh, the confirmation class. I was one of the, uh, put in, put into the slow class, so uh, fortunately, uh, Cheryl's brother Roger was also put in the slower learning, developing class, and so when we did finally get confirmed, we had a ceremony uh, in the church basement, and we got placed with the Price family, which is Cheryl's uh, maiden name, and I didn't even know at that point that Roger had a younger sister, but when I saw her, I basically fell in love with her right then. <laughs> I just, she was just a beautiful young young woman. Uh, I had, and then there was a period of about a year and a half where I didn't see her again because she was in junior high, I was in senior high. Um, but then we, we got to be friends, really, and talking and doing a lot of things together over the course of maybe a year or so. Her, her locker happened to be right next to my big brother's locker. So I had an opportunity to see her almost every day. And uh, from there, I guess I'll let Cheryl uh, kind of develop it out. But we went on and got married, and uh, she was truly the one that, that uh, she had the attention of the Lord before I did. And I think it all centered around uh, her listening to Christian radio when we were living in Minneapolis. Okay, well, you we're going to leave that as a cliffhanger. I was going to say, you were in good company. She had the attention of the Lord, and then she had yours as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. So we're going to ask you to just hang on to that thought, and we're going to go to a little break, and then we'll get to hear the rest of the story after we come back from the break. Yes, and for our listeners, okay. you're listening to Real Presence Live, part of Real Presence Radio, broadcasting out of Fargo, and uh, stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. An attitude of gratitude. This is Dr. Chris Bergwald, and on this week's episode of Ignition, I sit down with Ken O'Gorick to talk about his own journey of faith. 
We'll see how important an attitude of gratitude has been to help Ken draw closer to God and to help others do the same. One of the paradoxes of life is that we are most fulfilled when we pay the least attention to ourselves and when instead we focus on the gifts that we have and thank God for them. That's this week on Ignition. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. and We hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Jack Kennelly, and with my wife, Doreen, we're your host for Real Presence Live this morning. And right now we're talking with Rick and Cheryl, Cheryl Melby about their uh, journey into Catholicism. And, um, well, Dreen, why don't you pick it up where we left off at the break? All right. Well, we left you with um, Rick and Cheryl. Rick falling in love with Cheryl as a, as a little, uh, must have been high school and Cheryl middle school or junior high students. And, um, and how Cheryl really softened Rick's heart and prepared him to re- really enter a relationship with our Lord. So um, we'll take it from there. And, and presuming that this is going to lead to what made you first become interested in the Catholic Church. So thanks again, Cheryl and Rick. Sure. Yes, absolutely. And I, I can probably start on this one since uh, it, was, it was more of a process for me. Um, I had uh, Catholic friends growing up when I was in high school. Uh, I, I never really paid much attention, though, to who's Catholic and who wasn't, but looking back now on a lot of things, I can see where God was really getting my attention over uh, Catholicism. There were a few things that happened, uh, books that I'd read in the 90s, um, and it just seemed like uh, one of the movies I watched was Lynn is a Rob, uh, which had a very moving scene in it uh, with a priest very early on who really showed uh, the mercy of Christ to a criminal. Um, and then, more than anything, um, over the years, um, I met uh, a really, really uh, beautiful person. His name is Randy. We were both in uh, the Order of St. Luke Healing Ministry, as well as Bible Study Fellowship. And so over the years, I got to know him yeah, on, a, on a very personal level. And he ended up, he and his wife ended up being uh, converts to the Catholic Church as well. And along the, the course of, you know, living life, I, I left, lost contact with what, Randy for a couple of years. But um, we reconnected in about 2013, and I started having lunch with Randy, and darn it all, he started evangelizing to me about the Catholic faith. 
Imagine that. We know the Randy you're talking about. So, uh, to make a long story short, um, after about a year of meeting with Randy and doing my own homework on the Catholic faith, uh, I basically, uh, Randy pointed me to RCIA and told me all about what that involved. And he gave me a great reference. He said, Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Fargo has the best program. You should go there. <laughs> so I took their advice, but his advice. But one thing I forgot to mention was um, Cheryl wasn't involved in these meetings with Randy and I. So at one point, late in the fall of 2014, or late summer, I guess it was, I announced to Cheryl that I was going to be joining RCA and becoming Catholic. And I really, really prayed and hoped and wished that she would come along with me. And at that point, I will let Cheryl take over. She's got a wonderful story. <laughs> okay. So isn't it, yeah, so, just before you start, Cheryl, though, just listening to what Rick just said, you know, a piece of literature touched his heart, a person touched his heart, um, and God's timing. <laughs> you know, everything yeah, is just perfect. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Cheryl? Yes. Yeah, so again, backing up when Rick and I, the years we were married, we worshipped Lutheran um, up until about 15 years ago, and we sensed that there was something, things that just weren't aligning with us and the way God was working in our hearts, and we started moving more in the direction of the evangelical church, and that's where we had been for about 10 years, and um, Rick came home one day, and and yet we still, we, we would talk and read together and would have some things that... Um, yeah, just didn't sit right. Well, he came home one day and said he was going to be enrolling in these RCIA classes. And I thought it was something for work. I'd never heard of that. I thought it was something work-related. And he said, oh, it's, it's Catholic instruction classes. And I was shocked. I had no idea that God was working in his life that way. And I was just, my you know, felt at that time my world was turned upside down, which, which that was what God was doing. Just so happened I had... Um, a girlfriend had invited me to attend a women's retreat, and that was coming up that weekend. And I really prayed about it and just opened myself up to what God might be doing. And um, through just a lot of circumstances, scripture, everything, I was being guided along that path to join Rick with RCIA. So even though it was kind of a shock to you, you you turned to God and you and you sought His. Um, kind of will and desire for your life. And I, yes, yeah, I just know God's goodness, mm-hmm. and that I, I just thought, well, I struggled with. I thought I really couldn't understand God. I know <laughs> that He wouldn't want us worshiping in different, you know, churches, and so I just had to surrender it and be open to say, Lord. Um, and I'm more contemplative, so I'm more, you know, really praying for that. I used to see ears to hear and getting um, just little you know, indications that I needed to be open and kind of take it one step at a time. Oh, <clears throat> very beautiful, your surrender and your openness to to His will, even though it meant, you know, a really radical change, could have meant a really radical right. change in your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, what were some of the, were there any things um, about the Catholic Church that, were kind of mysterious or intriguing to you um, before you, you know, stepped into that first RCIA class or even during your um, process of going through RCIA? Either one of you? Yes. Uh, 
for me, and I, I tell the story, and I won't tell the whole thing, but I've, I've pretty much made a top ten list of why I thought the Catholic Church was crazy. <laughs> and so, uh, first, you know, church on Saturday <laughs> night. Only ten? Manuflecting, crossing stuff, rosary, all that stuff, holy water, you know, praying to Mother Mary. And once I, I learned uh, through RCIA and, and other readings that these things, uh, I, was, I was really being misinformed and maybe not getting all those pieces of information until I took uh, RCA mm-hmm. class and learned more on my own. Uh, but since then, it's been the, the sacraments are just wonderful. I mean, they're so rich and beautiful. And then also attending uh, Adoration Chapel, which uh, I, I can't even put words to that. That has just been uh, something that's brought amazing answer to prayer for our whole family. I imagine it had to be uh, kind of fun in a way when you had all these kind of uh, misapprehensions or misunderstandings of Catholicism and you were able to go through your instruction and kind of shoot them down. And, That's exactly what happened, right. Yeah, and it was, it was great. Like, because I thought I, I thought I was going to stump the teacher well, or, the, or the priest. Well, I, I, I was a, a very uh, astute student at that point. Were you listening to Catholic radio at all at that time? Yeah, I was, because Randy had put that on my mind, too, and, and directed me to all these other great resources. Uh, so we started attending Catholic Mass and listening to uh, Real Presence Radio. Yep. Cheryl, um, you you had turned to our Lord when, when um, Rick kind of dropped the bomb that he was going to be attending <laughs> yeah. RCAA classes um, to further his, his pharmaceutical education. And um, anyway, so... So how was it that you ended up, you know, accompanying him or or journeying with him? Well, you know, as I was looking back on my faith life, it it just came to me how many times I had been moved by, um, by I guess, the Catholic order of faith, people I'd known in my life that were Catholic, um, books that I had read, um, just the sanctity of marriage, sacrament of life, um, you know, just all of these things that were so much who I was were there. And and I've also embraced, you know, the mystery that's in the Catholic Order of Faith. It has been something that um, I just had always been drawn to that. So what I found was when I started the RCIA, it was answering questions. I was getting the instruction, and then I was seeing how the Lord had, you know, been weaving things into my life to make it become, like, a sense that, that I was kind of coming home. So you were kind of receiving maybe new information, reflecting back on your life of faith to that point, and then recognizing it as, um, you know, a response to an invitation. Um, yeah, yep, that's right. Just um, having so many, I guess, almost in the you know my faith like a mosaic, like so many pieces mm-hmm. come in. And and just that having that peace and just that I could trust and just move forward and um, it's been been a blessing and continues to be with so much <laughs> I still have to gain and, and blessings to come. Are there any? Are there? Thank you so much. Are there any other um, thoughts or inspirations or words of encouragement that you would like to share with other people about your journey or encouraging others on their journeys? Yeah, for me, as you can probably hear, it wasn't an instant decision 
it was a fairly long process. But if I had to boil it down, uh, for me, it came down to three things. What God was showing me, how the Holy Spirit was moving me, and how Jesus was loving me. And so I would just encourage other people that are in that process or uh, kind of a limbo state as to what they believe, what they don't know they believe, or wherever they're at, to keep an open mind and to listen to other people. Could you repeat those three things one more time, Rick, for our listeners? Sure. That's unbelievable. Repeat them quickly. we got a no. break coming up yeah. on us. <laughs> yeah. What God was showing me, how the Holy Spirit was moving me, and how Jesus was loving me oh. all at that time. Beautiful. Thank That's you. That's great. I, I wish we had more time to, to, to pursue this even a little further, and I'm afraid I'm cutting Cheryl off here, but uh, Rick and Cheryl Melby, we're really happy you were you were with us today. This has been a, a, a real fun segment, and uh, I really enjoyed it, and I'm sure that our listeners have as well. And uh, the fact that you guys live in Moorhead, took your instruction at Holy Spirit in Fargo, kind of suggests to me that... Uh, like Dr. Scott Hahn's book, I think it was his, Crossing the Tiber, We'll Be Waiting for Yours, called Crossing the Red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, thank you both, and enjoy your wonderful weekend as you celebrate yeah. your son's marriage. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you, guys. Jack and Doreen. Yeah. Our pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. And for our listeners, there are, great, there are more great segments coming up on Real Presence Live. And uh, next we'll be talking about a special legal, legal society that fights for, um, you know, uh, religious rights. And later, uh, we'll be talking about an organization that makes its mission to help uh, organizations throughout the world fight human trafficking. And all this and much more coming up next, so stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.